Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth. What you were listening to there was sitcom laughter. That's right. It's canned, recorded sitcom laughter. And even some of the greatest comedies, like Frasier, used to have sitcom laughter. I found it annoying. And I preferred shows that didn't have fake laughter. Live audiences were fine, but not the fake stuff. And my podcast today is about frank advice. Some very candid advice. You can take it or leave it, of course. It's up to you. For example, stop saying like. People are interviewed. I'm not talking about valley girls here. People are interviewed. They say, well, it was like this kind of situation. Or like, I don't want to be seen that way. Well, if you don't want to be seen that way, stop using like to introduce your thoughts. I've had it with fake backdrops on Zoom. I want to tell you, you might consider this trivial, but fake backdrops are boring. Why should I watch someone with a background of Hawaii or something on a Zoom call? Why not, since we're all using Zoom so often, why not arrange someplace in your house, in your office, in a den, in the garage, someplace where there's a professional backdrop and you have the right sound and you have the right lights and you look decent? But I've had it with the fake backdrops, and if you notice a lot of them, the human being in front of them tends to blend into into them sometimes, like they're emerging from the backdrop. It ain't good. I love the uh, advice and the admonitions on places like LinkedIn, which are trying to be bold but aren't. You know, they'll tell you the frank and brutal truth is that we need to be humble. The frank and brutal truth is that we need to have commitment, not just compliance. For God's sakes, sounds like something out of the accessories catalog. I don't think that's particularly brutal or frank or candid. If you're providing a a video for LinkedIn or any place else, seeing a man in a t-shirt is not attractive. It just doesn't do it. I understand the casual approach, but I don't get a lot of professionalism out of that. And for women... The more skin that I see, the more that I start to wonder how important the message is. I saw a sideline reporter who must be 95% female in the National Football League talk about sexism. I saw a female reporter I'd never seen before this, this past week on the sidelines in an empty stadium because of COVID. And her outfit was cut down to her navel. She had a deep, deep V-cut showing all that skin. Is that really important to tell us about the latest injury from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whomever it was? I don't think so. It's concierge, by the way, not concierge. And if you say concierge in an attempt to be French or an attempt to be uh, uh, high and mighty, to be suave, I've got news for you. The French pronounce it concierge. There is no such thing, folks, as a motivational speaker. Motivation is intrinsic. It comes from within. And so I can't motivate you. You can only motivate yourself. And most people are not motivated by money, which a lot of people think they are. A lot of employers think they are. People are motivated by agency. That is latitude of action, freedom, the ability to apply their talents, and to be recognized for the application of those talents. So please, I'm a business speaker. I'm motivated myself in speaking to people, but what I need are motivated listeners. No one can motivate anyone else. There's no amount of rah-rah. You walk on hot coals fine, the next morning your feet feel funny. When you yawn, there should be no sound, especially in public. And so when you yawn, it should be quiet. You can't 
You can't prevent a sneeze from making noise, as far as I know, though some people try. And coughs are coughs because you can hear them. But when you yawn and you go, that's just ugly. And I've seen kids pick it up from their parents. Great homeschooling. Whistling, I find, is actually annoying. You know, they talk about the frustration of whistling in the wind because the wind negates the whistle. Well, I wish it would happen more often. But when I'm in a confined space, say a waiting room of a doctor's office or someplace like it, the waiting area to board a plane, I don't appreciate whistling because virtually no one can whistle on key and I don't like their style anyway. You know, we ought to think more of Kant's categorical imperative, if that's not too much to ask. And if you boil it all away, what Kant said was, if you want to consider whether an action makes sense or not, whether it's proper or not, just think about this. What if everybody did it? What if everybody tried to cut the line? What if everybody tried to walk around without a mask? The categorical imperative, it's pretty interesting. I find that when you use profanity publicly and randomly as an adjective, you simply have no class. Yeah, I know, maybe I'm being too precious about this, right? But when somebody just uses profanity when another word will do, and that includes Facebook, I ain't impressed. I think when people use profanity for the title of their books, they're desperately trying to get their books sold because they feel the content therein is not sufficient. Quoting others doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially when you're writing and you're constantly starting a chapter with somebody else's quote, because I want to go to the original source. And if you're quoting so much to validate what you do, why don't I just go to the sources that you feel are the valid sources? Why do I need you? And when you're recording a video, especially on LinkedIn, just make some bullet points and comment, talk conversationally based on the bullet points. The same thing for a speech, by the way, the same thing for a podcast, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm just looking at some bullet points. But you don't want to read a script and you don't want to memorize anything. I've never been paid for memorization. And with clients, it's important to be conversational. With the public, it's important to be conversational. You watch some people on LinkedIn who think they're very clever because they're reading a teleprompter. You see their eyes going from left to right. Or you see people wearing glasses and you can see the reflection of what's in front of them in the glasses. So all this is my frank advice to you. You can leave behind anything you like or ignore it all. But just do me a favor, okay? Like, stop whistling. (laughs) 